Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, (laughs) Dr. Vivid. On this podcast, we focus on all things mental health and wellness. We're talking about stress relief. We're talking about pop culture and current events and how it impacts our mental health and wellness. We are talking about the things that make us laugh, the things that make us cry, the things that make us go, "Mm," but most importantly, the things that we need to focus on for our growth. So what are we waiting on? Let's get into this episode, shall we? Come on, let's go. Let's go. Hello, guys. How are you? How you doing? How you been? What's goody in the hoodie? What's going on in your life? How how your pockets feeling? How them bills treating you? How's this weather? treating you. Are you as hot as I am? And if you're not, if you're not sweating and getting smacked around by the humidity, I'm so grateful for your life. And I'm also a little bit jealous. I'm a little bit envious of it. It is me, the pint size, fun size, travel size, social media therapist, actual doctor of clinical psychology, Dr. Vivid. And I am here. And it's been a lot going on. So much going on. In the last um, episode, a very special episode, I told you about a lot of things are going on. And stuff just kicked up. But there are also some great things going on. I'm looking forward to presenting at the APA conference very, very soon. Um, I have some other special things that I'm working on for you guys. I can't wait for you to see them. But I have really been trying to focus on taking care of my body, which actually is a focus of this episode. Um, this is a very, this is another very special episode because we have a guest. We have a guest for this episode. Um, and I can't wait for you to get into the conversation because it's a very important conversation. So many times we take care of other people, but we don't take care of ourselves, especially when we have a lot going on. We feel a lot of guilt surrounding it. And I just wanted to have a chat about that. So I had to bring a guest on. But before we get into that, what's my other update? Um, my kids are still my kids. Mm-hmm. JoJo is uh, four and three and four are like, like uh, totally different people. Um, she's basically about to leave for college. I don't know who this woman is. Erin uh, is 10, but it very much gives 15. Well, mm, uh, 13 and a half. 13 and a half. It's, it's a wild time. Um, still have two cats. One is still insane clinically. I'm a doctor. I can say that. Um, one is going through the motions, you know, our favorite Jewish mama cat um, that has, you know, retired in Boca Raton, but has come here to help me raise my kids. Yeah. And my mother's dog is still here. Diamond um, donning her favorite emotional support animal vest. Um, very much giving safety patrol. Um, she takes her role very seriously. However, I am tired of her petitioning for extra treats. I feel like it's corruption afoot. Um, but yeah, we're here. And um trying to just keep the whole house from catching on fire every <laughs> day. Cause 
there's a lot of beings in my house. And it's something that I'm like really getting used to. So I've come to the conclusion that I could never be a farm girl, never be a farm baddie. Shout out to all the farmers. Shout out to all the people who do the rescuing of the animals. Y'all got it. I do not have the bandwidth. I, I, I just I just don't. I love animals. I love my children. But there's so many people and things asking me to do things. Like, it's it's wild. So shout out to y'all who have multiple kids and multiple pets and do this for sport. Like, you need awards delivered to your house every day. Yes. What else is going on? Um, everything is going on. The world is crazy. And I, I just... I've been just trying to take it one moment at a time. Um, the heat, the heat wave is bananas. And I want to give you guys a disclaimer. Don't go out in this heat doing crazy stuff and drinking and not hydrating. Don't go out in this heat unless you got to. And don't go out in this heat without hydrating, period. Put on your sunscreen, including black folk. I don't know why somebody told us we had to wear sunscreen. You do. And and you should wear it all year round like me. But you we really need sunscreen. Like skin cancer is a real thing. We don't we don't it's beyond sunburn. Skin cancer is a real thing and I want to save your skin. You're you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Remember that song? But I want you to be safe out here, okay? And don't Dude, I've been seeing people doing crazy exercises in the heat. What's wrong with you? Do it early in the morning and get your ass in the house. Who are you trying to prove? Y'all out here TikToking in the heat. What's wrong with y'all? Speaking of that, let's get right into what the hell goes on here. So what's happening? What goes on here? Issa Rae's internet is very, very stressful for me. There's so many things going on at one time. Let's talk about NPCs, non-playable characters. Y'all have realized that people have been going on TikTok and basically acting like NPCs and it's blown your mind. A non-playable character, for those who are not gamers, is exactly what it is. It's a character from a video game that you cannot choose to play as. So... It's not Sub-Zero, it's not Goro, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm letting y'all know my favorite game. It's not Katana, it's not Melina, it's the Whoopsie Man, it's Whoopsie, it's the people in the background swaying and smiling and throwing up peace signs and dancing, it's them. You see them in a variety of video games. They're there. You love them, but you cannot fight as them. You can't do a quest as them, a mission as them. They just add to the ambiance. So this one particular um, TikToker, Pinky Doll, has gone viral and is getting all these interviews in um, mainstream media. Because she's making thousands and thousands of dollars a week by going live for a couple hours a day and just doing the, mmm, yummy, yummy ice cream. Thank you. Oh, you know, making those noises. And people are like, what? So now all of y'all and y'all mama and them and y'all friends then decided y'all going to go on TikTok live and do it. 
And some of you are getting success and some of you aren't. And this is the thing that y'all have to realize. The why, why are NPCs so big now? Well, it's not big now. Y'all are late. <laughs> this has been happening on TikTok. This has been happening on Twitch. This has been happening in other arenas. It is it is rooted in gamer culture and fetish culture. Um, and usually you see a lot of um, people asking NPCs to be modeled af- after Asian anime style characters. Um, soft, meek, and mild characters. And for the purposes of this role play, like I'm giving you something for, for a reaction. And there is a, a sexual component to it, but there is also a playful, safe component to it. I think why Pinky Doll has gotten so much uh, attention is because she's she's black and <laughs> people aren't used to seeing it, but there's a lot of different um, NPC folk on the interwebs. This is the part that makes me scratch my head and says, what the fuck's happening? What's going on here? Y'all are doing this, but are doing things that are like degrading. Don't you ever demean or degrade yourself for money on any of these apps? Pinky Doll is not fondling herself. She is not you know, simulating any, you know, sex scenes. She is not participating in any crazy bondage behavior or having people say racist things to her and she playing into that. No, you have to understand that there should be no amount of money or no amount of followers that is thrown at you that's going to make you do something that causes you to disrespect yourself. Her acting like she's eating the ice cream cone that comes on the screen or bouncing the basketball that comes on the screen or eating the hot dog that comes on the screen or making hand hearts and swaying from side to side and smiling is different than you allowing somebody to call you a racial slur or a sexist slur and being like, oh, thank you, daddy. No, if I catch you doing that, I'm reporting you immediately immediately because immediately no we're not doing that okay we're not doing that don't you don't you do that for any amount of money Mm-mm. no I don't care how hard it gets Mm-mm. no other thing <clears throat> who I also need y'all to understand that these Insta and TikTok celebrities, you can't see my air quotes, and influencers, everybody's not living the life that you think they're living. It's all about appearances and making someone believe in the image. So please, you know, when you see someone doing something, don't just jump on it thinking that's going to happen to you. There are some people who are making thousands and millions of dollars on these social media apps. And there are some people who aren't and they're getting a lot of free things and they're living at home with their cousins in a basement and are catching the bus to work when they log off. Nothing wrong with that, but 
some of you think that that's not the life that they're living. So I'm seeing people like, I'm just going to quit my job and do this. If you're passionate about it, do some research and go for it. But don't have, don't let these motherfuckers on this in, in the webs make you think that you can just sit here for an hour and a half streaming and make $4,000 and go to sleep and do it all over again. No, they're researching their niche. They're they're looking at their demographics and seeing who's viewing. There's a method to the madness, but also if you are living a life that is comfortable, don't ditch comfort and stability for something that literally can be gone tomorrow. We just had a whole every other day where we don't know if TikTok is going to exist. We don't know if Instagram Instagram or Twitter is going to exist because of potential bans, censorship. And if let's say you throw everything to the side just to be focused on social media content production and you wake up and there's those the apps don't exist. You have to you please don't jump on the fad train with everything you have. Take some time. Think about why am I doing this? Am I really passionate about this or am I making an impulsive decision based on the fact that I want what they have? Don't let envy get you caught up out here, okay? I, just, I, I want what's best for you. And I have seen some of these influencers. I'll be real with you. My One of my exes is an influencer and he will have he has a lot of y'all thinking that his life is super splendiferous super splendiferous it is not <laughs> it's not he ain't living in no mansion no he's in a a, a, a two-bedroom house that he's he's struggling to maintain and before that, he was in a one bedroom and and had bed bugs. <laughs> His car is leased. So he just returns them. And he has to do all of these extra things for money. And there are all these other things that he, he, he can't do. But he has the world thinking that his life is so extravagant, but it's really not. Like, please don't let these social media people, please. Even me, I get on this podcast and tell y'all with full transparency the struggles that I have, even though I'm considered an influencer, but I'm changing that speak because somebody that I strongly admire, um, told me, you are not an influencer. You're an expert with the power of influence. And I really appreciate them saying that to me. And it's really true. But even with my expertise and my power of influence, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my rent some months just like y'all. I'm overwhelmed with bills and groceries and all these and inflation just like y'all. There are times where, you know, Things don't get paid or this gets paid next or this gets put on a credit card because I haven't got my paycheck. Like things happen. I'm always going to keep it 100 with you. Always going to keep it a buck because social media comparison kills. And I don't want you guys thinking that 
there's anything perfect over here because perfection is subjective and absolute and true perfection doesn't exist. So listen, don't don't let these people get you caught up out here. I I I just I really I really haven't stressed this as much as I have in the past. I haven't I haven't really been hard body about social media influencers in a while, but I'm seeing this influx of people talking about quitting their jobs and they're like, I'm doing it. And then like two weeks later, I see you crying and being like, guys, can y'all cash out me for this and that? And I'm like, okay, mutual aid friends, we can help you. But baby, this is hard. This is, it's hard. There's people don't want to pay you. I'm going to be really real with you. When it comes to Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, you got to do a lot. You got to have views. You got to have, you know, partners. You got to get those partnerships. And sometimes the people, these brands, they want to lowball you. They don't want to pay you or they take forever to pay you. You know, net 30, net 60, net 90, net 120. Whoa, what do you mean? You know, they're like, hey, oh, this is what you're, this is what you charge for a reel or charge for a video. Nah, I'll give you free product and the product going to be late. And I need you to make the video before you get the product. What? You want me to lie? No, <laughs> it's not. It's not. You know, trying to get your money. Is the money being wired? Is it PayPal? Is it this? Please, if you have something that is keeping you afloat, stay with your floaties, baby. <laughs> Don't don't throw it all away cuz I'm seeing so many people you know go through these financial hardships because they think like I'm just going to do this. And also, it takes a lot of time. A lot of time. Pinky dog get on there for hours at a time and she's a single mom. You know, and she you I think the funny thing is now sometimes we hear her disciplining her son and it's in French, so it, it cracks me up because I don't know what she's saying, but I know what she's saying because I speak mom. <laughs> and you know, people just like it's so easy. It's not so easy. Y'all just stumbled upon her. She's been doing this for a while. You know, it's we when people go viral. It's not always because they just decided to do something that one time as far as like influencers who are getting like big brand deals and they're getting like thousands of dollars. They've been doing it for a long time. And this is just when it's caught on. So please take your time and your effort and not focus it on a quick buck or what you think is easy, quick money. Focus it on what's going to keep you sustained and alive and healthy. Okay, because like if I see if I go on my for you page and see y'all, you who you who cowboy cowboy write them. Yeah, yes. Glizzy, glizzy. Go like come on, guys. If come on, guys. I need y'all to do something else. I, I'm tired. I saw a video of this uh, <laughs> dude's mom walking into his live and being like, he has a job. Please, y'all, you do not have to do this. Don't send him nothing. I'm trying to end. <laughs> he don't have to do this. And you don't. You don't. And also remember, the internet is forever. Things get deleted, but they can always resurface. So 
think about that because lord all these npcs what is happening what the fuck goes on here y'all are wilding all right all right all right so what i wanted to talk to you guys about this week has been on my heart and my mind and my spirit for a few days and i feel like it's been on other people's hearts minds and spirits for a few days because i received instagram messages requesting that I do a show or I do well mail regarding it. I've been having conversations in my friend group and I just been irritated by some of y'all. Not all of y'all, because you know I love y'all, but some of y'all. So today I really wanted to talk about mental health and physical illness, chronic illness and chronic pain, because there's so many, there's so many conversations that we need to have, especially from the black woman space, um, the black person space, the person of color space, about how we treat chronic illness and chronic pain and how some of y'all got us fucked up. And I want to talk about that today. And, you know, <laughs> so today I thought it was perfect to bring on a guest to help me discuss this. It's one of my great amazing friends. Um, my Also, my director of innovation and technology. She is an amazing spirit, an amazing creative, an amazing Black woman, really crushing it in the Web3 meta space. And she a chronic pain, chronic illness baddie like me. So everybody say hello to Leah. Say hi to Leah. Hi, guys. Leah. Hi. Hi, Leah. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today, dear? I'm great, man. I'm, well, now I am. <laughs> I'm great. Uh, but I really wanted to like talk to you because I consider you an expert. Why I consider you an expert is because we are all experts in what our body has experienced. We're the only person that has this. Yeah, I lived experience. And you're one of a few people in my life that has chronic pain and chronic illness diagnoses and gets the shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So people hear me talk my shit all the time, but I just wanted to kick the shit with you today and like have a real conversation about like, especially being like, we're also black moms, you know, yes. and yeah. how your, your pain and your illness and your diagnoses, like, how they affect your day-to-day and what you want the conversation around chronic pain and illness to look like. So what you guys say? If I, if you can tell the people about yourself too before you, you know what I'm saying. Okay, 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 girl. So hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> Some of y'all know me as Ellen Design 8. And yes, uh, we just going to get right to the beef and potatoes of it all. It's wild having the pains and the chronic feels and still not being able to speak about it. Mm. That is the wild thing. I think for me, the hardest part is when you have these chronic illnesses and chronic pains, it's so easy to mask, to be able to have normalcy. Mm -hmm. So, Hold on, we, we we lost you for a second. It's okay. Editing. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think issues with 
everyone from internally to the people closest to you. It's very hard to be honest about being in pain and you never want to be someone's burden. So mm. honestly, my mindset and wanting the conversation to it be acceptable and okay to be like, today is a terrible day mm -hmm. and not feel like I am burdening the people I love most and also just let it out. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to mask the fact that I'm in pain and I have perfected it so long that it's sometimes hard to take off that mask. So, mm. Yeah. Mm. That would be a starting point. Yes, that that's masking is something that some of us have gotten so good at that it has turned in other people's minds. It has turned us into liars um, when it comes to like I said about mental illness. I said about chronic pain and chronic illness, because you got so like you said, that idea of being a burden, you get so used to trying to hide your shit. So you can make everybody else feel comfortable when you're in a perpetual state of discomfort, which is wild to me. Um, it's really like gaslighting yourself. Um, right. It's crazy. And we do it a lot. You do it a lot. And I think that the, that burden piece that and that projection of like, oh, this this can't be that that serious. Like, have you ever found yourself? really fighting with people around you to believe the yes oh yes. yes like you're like you're so young what do you mean you have insomnia like no you can't have insomnia just go to bed oh, if it were so simple i just go to bed with I, insomnia <laughs> I, I could ask to bed if i could like and it's like from the compounding different chronic pains and chronic illnesses and the Lyme disease. So my eating is off and this, that, and third. So it's a whole myriad and it's like a house of cards. And I'm like, mm -mm. I knocked over one card because I have one spasm and the whole thing for me has shifted into like, uh, clearly I'm in this pain, but for other people it's like, oh. That looks like an act. Because there's, there's mm. great actors out there. There are. There is phenomenal actors out there. And also, the downside to the mask and masking the pain is the fact that I can be in extreme pain with a smile. Mm -hmm. So, it's it's hard for them. It, and you'll be like, you were literally just smiling. What do you mean you're in pain? What do you mean you're having a migraine? Oh, what? Like, my family knows, oh, it's about to be bad weather. Mommy has a migraine. And that's hard because you never want your kids to be like, oh, mommy is not at her 100 and her best. Mm -hmm. And the kids know that you're not lying. But for other people who don't live here, who don't live with you, who don't see you on a day-to-day, -day, they'll be like, oh, um, what now? Because most people, it dawned on me, most people do not know day-to-day -day pain. Like, that is a real thing. Like, uh, most people don't have chronic pain. And so, 
for people like when they stub their toe, that can take them out of their moment. And I'm like, that doesn't say what. <laughs> and it's it's because we don't speak on it all the time. Right. Because again, I am not my illness. I am not my diagnosis. I am so much more than that. And so, therefore, yeah, oftentimes people be like, nah, you got to be lying. That mm-hmm. can't be true. That can't be your life. Mm-hmm. And it was while I was having a conversation with my mom, she was like, oh my gosh, this is what you were going through? And I was like, yeah, all my life. But like, I'm like, oh, those are things that y'all were going through and you're only in your 80s. At eight, I was going through that. So, yeah. It's, it's, and that line part is so hard because it's like, I could show you and I could tell you fully, but then you would feel, I don't want your pity. I don't, I'm not, yeah. you know, it's, 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 you have to walk such a tightrope yeah. of, okay, um, I can divulge, but too much, you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> it is very tricky, you know, and, Cause I've been in situations where like I've like fainted or I've like had an episode and I had like an ex of mine be like, like, is this for attention? Like, why would you, why that's embarrassing. Like, why would you faint like that? And I was like, motherfucker, why would I faint? I, what do you think? I want to faint. Do you see the outfit that I put together? Do you think I want it to land on the floor? No. Like, or yeah or people like oh you go to the emergency room a lot like thinking people thinking that just you're just attention seeking um or i've even had like yeah you're i'm like no like if i right and i think that was like like you said with your mom like with my mom and like i definitely feel like other people in my family I really thought they was they thought it was well we, now it's somatic illness disorder but hypochondriasis I really thought that they thought it was that or attention seeking mostly attention seeking because they're like why are you going to the you going to ER people are like oh you're fine but every single time I came back from the ER I came back with paperwork saying that there was something wrong with me or test results saying that there was something wrong with me. And even when they couldn't tell me exactly what was wrong with me, they're like, this ain't right. So I need you to go to this person and talk to them about this horse. And I'll be like, okay, cool. And like, it really started because I, I I remember calling my mom from the emergency room sometimes when I would be scared or just like concerned. And I could hear like her being bothered or like some of my friends being like bothered, like motherfucker, you always sick, like. Uh, like you always there anything happens to you and I'm like no it's not anything happened because you know me very well if I'm if I'm sick I'll take care of myself in the house but there's a limit until I can and I think so right I think so when you live with chronic pain at first you go through this like really weird time where you don't you know there's something's wrong but you don't really know what's wrong and then you're trying to pursue answers and that gets frustrating and then you get answers and then you're making changes to things, whether it be your treatment, your lifestyle, like trying to figure it out. 
And then you're like, oh, okay, I got it. Like you, you understand your triggers. You understand stuff more. You know how to like recoup. And I think because people see you managing and, and like being really good with maintenance that they really assume that there ain't shit wrong with you when it took me an hour and 30 minutes to move out of the bathroom because my legs went out. I'm going to be here just curled up in this ball. Just give me, just give me 30 minutes and I can get myself pulled together enough for you to have it look like normal. Yeah. Clearly nothing is normal about this situation. Yeah. So everything, of course, everything I do is connected to, to mental health. And I say everything connected to our mental health is connected to our daily living. And one of the things that, I have struggled with with my diagnoses is work, parent, like I guess you could say like romantic life or social life balance. Um, because there are sometimes where I can't work <laughs> because I can't work. And you know, even though we we collab a lot and we work together, but we're in completely different fields. Um, And now since the pandemic, a lot of things have been done remotely, but like before the pandemic, and again, I'm, I'm, I want you to really like tell your story, but I've known you for, I'm not going to say the years. Every time I say the years, she fucking get real antsy about it. And I don't feel like, real like, I'm like, we're old. It, it dawns on me how long. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I have seen you at different, in different versions of yourself, at different activity well, levels and different places. Lyme. Yeah, yes. I know what your life looks like uh, before Lyme disease. So how did, especially with the pandemic happening, like, mm. did you have any fears about working and like what that would look like for you? Oh my gosh, yes. That is definitely why I started Elm Designs because I knew that I might not be able to work in the traditional ways that was around me. I knew that I wouldn't be able to stay in corporate working how I thought I was going to be working for my adult life. And I'm glad for it. Honestly, you know, blessings and curses, you know, some things save us. And sometimes things make a way when we didn't think that they were going to be a way. So for me, my fear turned into I need to be my my own boss. I need to take onus. And that is the way that I can have control over the things that I don't have control over within my body. So I was like, okay. I'll freelance. I'll start the LLC, and that is how I will go. I will. At first, I was like, I'll still work with corporate people and this and third. Still trying to find a way, of course. But it was my fear that drove me to creating a lane for myself because I didn't know how else to adjust to what what happens if I have to be remote. And at the time when it wasn't really cool to be remote yeah so it was definitely out of oh my gosh I don't know how to respond so let's make a way so 
is developing um, this sense of, well, fuck, I got to get it. I got to get it. Like, I have to live. So I have to figure out how to make work livable. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, when it comes to work, people are like, oh, accommodations. But it's so much harder sometimes for people to take accommodations seriously when they don't see, like, they don't see you in a in a with a mobility device like a wheelchair or cane or braces. They don't, you know, see you with you know. Don't be out here shining, looking <laughs> like you living like the best life. Don't be out here looking vibrant and have chronic pain. No, you can't do that. What the work that I had to put in to get work from home abilities when I was in corporate was wild. They were like. Oh, it, it can't be that serious. But then when, you know, one or two coworkers would see an episode happen at work, they were like, oh, 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 you're so young. Oh, oh. And I'm like, see, then it turns to straight pity. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. can I just get, I'm just a person and this is just how I operate. I will go above and beyond because that is my spirit. That is my way. Just because my human vessel can't keep up with my energies it's not my fault but we're gonna make a way so i yeah i know that part like don't have a smile <laughs> don't be able to have wonderful vibrant moments because you clearly can never be sick yeah i remember i had to be wheeled from a classroom i was teaching in when i was a professor um i had an episode and um i somehow they got me students helped me get to my chair in my office which was like a share office we had like those like cubicle row things and it was the like they were really like oh at first I think they thought oh she was just like really faking she's really like she just wants to go home like who does this just to go home early I'm an adult I'll just be like I'm gone but (laughs) My mom's um, friend, it's like her little brother, had to, like, literally come in. They both had to come in and, like, carry me to the car, lay me down. I'm in pain. I'm wincing. Had to carry me up to my apartment. And I remember my mother's um, friend, Mike, was like, she goes through this on on a regular basis? Like, does this happen a lot? And my mom was like, yeah, sometimes. And he was just like, wow, like that's a, that's a, he's like, you could tell she's in pain. Like nobody does this for, nobody does what my body does. Tap, 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 tap. Nobody does what my body does to, to, for attention. Like I just had another episode. What was that? Saturday evening. And they're intense. We, we've been around each other when we've had various types of episodes because we've known each other for a while. So like, we know what to do. But as I was thinking about that, like, how is that, how does that affect your friendships? And like, how does yours, I know, I mean, (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I literally was just thinking about this earlier today. I was like, mm. there's like literally one person I'd be talking to whole candidly about this because there's only like literally the least amount of people who understand this. Mm. Mm, that part. Mm. Yeah. Wait. Like, a lot of my friends still don't understand. They're like, wait. You don't drink. Like, what is that about? Sugar breaks down. Sugar and lime, they hate each other. And in my body, oh, mm, mm-mm, no. And it's wild to see people respond to you. Because in the moments that, because we know each other so well, it's one thing. But for other people who are like, wait, why is she laid up on the couch? It's been like all day. Oh, wait. But you're up all night. Are you okay? No, clearly. Clearly. I'm not okay. You don't see it because you're not so close to it. But also, for the people who are close to it, it's hard on them. Like, oh, my goodness. They, my family will never let me live down the blackout that they saw. Gosh, gosh. They were, they were not okay. They were not okay. And then they treat you like, Mm-mm, you got bubble wrap around you. Good luck. Mm-hmm. We're back on it. Mhm. That's the thing. Like people, mine was people thinking that I don't, I don't fuck with them or I don't want to hang out with them. And I'm like, I had an episode on Tuesday. It's Wednesday. I'm not going anywhere. I'm tired. Exactly. I'm tired. Our body is tired. I'm having an episode. I'm sick. And when you get sick and you have chronic pain and chronic illness, it's it lessen. You're going to get sicker. You're going to get sicker. Your body responds to... Your immune system is just like... Don't nobody care about you. If we want to. Do, do you think... We don't work for you, you ignorance bitch. Like, that, that, your immune system just looks at you every day and chooses chaos and violence. And then it'll give you, like, a few days when you're feeling amazing. And then you'll, like, try to push it. And like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do things. And then it takes you extra days to recover because you didn't did things. And people are like, said, don't make a plan. Right. Like, what? Right. You know how many weddings I have not been invited to? Because they're like, mm, I mean, and it's like, but I get it. So it's a two-way street. Like, I'm like, yeah, it sucks. But hey, like, this is my life. Yeah. And being a friend to me is a lot of it's going to take work in a different fashion. Like, no, you're not going to want to see me in pain, but you're going to want to see me. So, <laughs> what we're doing? It, it's 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 crazy because like I've had like family members be upset and assume that like I'm I'm dodging them because I'm like, no, if you saw me out at this event and I had to do stuff for work, there are certain things I have to do to get myself ready for work. I'm not dodging you. Or I've had like. Um, people that I've considered dating just, or my exes just straight up tell me that like dealing with my health issues or thinking about my health issues is overwhelming for them. So they don't want to deal with that. Like they're on their own. They just don't invite me to stuff or this ain't going to work. We can't be together. We can't date. Which brings me to the bigger question of at what point did you start becoming aware of how your chronic illness and pain started impacting your your mental health? 
That's a good question. In hindsight, I realized it a lot younger than what I knew. So when I was young, because of my scoliosis and things, I didn't hide my scoliosis causing <laughs> it's your spine. <laughs> Should have thought about this. But I didn't tie it to the mental side of it. Mm. But clearly your spinal cord, all the things that are connected and your brain stem, etc. All of that ties into it. So when I had to go for the myriad of MRIs and different things to try and assess why I was having headaches and all of these things, anomaly, that was all that came back. And it took me being in college to say, well, you know, perhaps the things that are wrong with my spine and things of that nature and the things that I'm like, oh, I've always been hyper and this and that, that has more to do with just being hyper. Let's pay attention to, oh, this might be tied to the physical and everything else because it's all alchemy. We're all connected. And so my mental haze and my mental forgetfulness in certain areas and whatnot, I couldn't just say, oh, that has nothing to do with this chronic illness that I have. It definitely made me, definitely in my mid-20s, I was like, okay, yeah, let's pay attention to the mental side of all of these things and see how that works out. And then, you know, after Lyme, I was like, oh, yeah, no, we definitely (laughs) check check the mental all all the time. Where is my (laughs) toolkit? stuff be trying to take you out boy i'm like we there's the there's a depression and anxiety that accompanies you know certain conditions and diagnoses not just okay this is a this is something that happens like i talk to people about like overactive thyroids or underactive thyroids i'm like oh there's depression there's anxiety but the idea of i can't do this and that constant sadness or the anxiety regarding somebody asking you to do something or you having like a deadline and your body gives out on you during that deadline space and you're just like, what am I going to do? Or just like the sadness, right? And the anxiety or guilt, you know, that accompany when you're, especially when you're a parent, things that you want to do and you can't do or things that you used to do that you can't do or being a partner. There is a lot of, mental health impact that and then the piece that we just spoke about feeling like people don't believe you so you're sad because this is something is happening to your body that you can't control you're sad because their quality of life has changed because of the diagnosis but also because of the people around you and because of how you've had to alter things for you to function at your best. And then you're sad because it's like, well, damn, like I'm the same person. Like, why do I have to do all these things for y'all to like see me and and understand me? And I don't think we focus enough on that. And, you know, the connotation of being like people thinking like you're lazy or what have you been doing? Cause you're laying in bed. Yeah. You're flaky. 
I wish I could roll over. I wish building this fort didn't take me out for a day and a half and because you're asking for it an hour after we take it down. You're a kid. Of course I want to build you another fort. But mommy's going to be down a week. And you won't know what to do. Like, it's wild. Or like, oh, okay, I have these expectations and ideas and goals. So I want to say I'm going to do A, B, C, and D in the third. But literally, my physical conks out. So mm. I cannot match that. Like, you 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 were there with me toe to toe with the NFT NYC. I was like, I don't know who will go. I don't know who will go. I'm freaking out. I'm fr- not only because that was the first time being out of Virginia since COVID, but also just because I was like, because I know environmental has a heavy impact on whether or not I'm going to have a moment or an episode. I was like, what if me leaving Virginia and getting the smog or what if going into a different area causes me to have the worst episode ever? And I'm by myself. It's just compounding. So, yeah, it's a lot. It is a great deal. It is. It's like I know for myself, thinking about like times that I've had to travel alone or times that, yeah, travel alone for work or do things. I'm like, okay, I'm by myself traveling. I'm by myself. I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Alabama. I'm in New York. I'm, I'm, I'm Florida. I'm wherever I am. And what if something happens to me in this airport? Or what if something, I have an episode on the plane or on the train? Because um, I've had episodes in public places a lot. <laughs> so, you know, and how will that be received? Will I get help in time? Like, I know me, I hate having asthma too, bruh, because that was a big thing with me with like COVID. Um, when I got COVID and I had done everything that I possibly could to to, to not besides have kids in fucking school. Kids are germy. But I got it. And I like after it, I was still being really careful. And then I got to a point where um, I was like, I have to go in these places and I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. I'm really hot. I can't breathe. I'm trying to protect myself from other things that are going out here. I have to speak. So, like, putting up, telling, like, setting certain boundaries around, like, especially in the height of COVID when I started, like, doing stuff. And, well, not in the height. Like, I, I was not out here. I was not out here in 2020 doing anything that wasn't virtual. I just, I just want to let the record show. Yeah, I really, I really didn't do anything till 2022. Um, because I just couldn't, I just couldn't chance it. And y'all was out here playing wild. But anyway, so the idea of like, I'm like, okay, I have to be masked. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do that. Like it took so much extra planning. Whereas people who didn't have any pre-existing conditions were just doing whatever they wanted during the pandemic. And I don't love that for you, but it must be nice. Like yeah, to just be like, can never do that, but it must be. I was like, I'm a bubble girl. Cannot be putting weight. I need to know, am I going to be able to breathe? Am I going to bring this back? Is this going to take me out? All of the things, all of the compounding things, every time. And still, when we go out, we're still like that for us. Because, again, we 
texture. I mean, yeah. I mean, allergies alone. Like, let's not even talk about the smog and whatnot and cheese and crackers. People don't understand. People don't understand the preparation that it takes when you're doing things or, like, (laughs) the mindset you have to get yourself in to protect yourself from getting sicker. Because that's the thing for people who are in my close circle, like my you or like my grandmother, if I'm doing too much or like, like I'm traveling a lot or have a lot on my plate, like make sure you take some rest so you don't get sick. Because stress exacerbates illness. It does kill. Hello. Yeah. And that's another thing too. I'm like, we're surrounded by invisible illnesses and silent killers and because of this, we need to be more careful about how we treat each other and how we address each other's functioning and how we address each other's just being in lifestyles in terms of our expectations. Like things that I can do with my body, you can do with your, you can't do with your body, vice versa. And there's some things that I surprise, like the fact that I can still do HIIT workouts, the way my back be feeling sometimes, you know, the way that we can run up and down around and get these kids because, you know, if we don't take care of our kids, it's kind of like frowned upon and they'll come take them. So, like, we have to, you know, but, it, right, it's a struggle some days, but I still can do it. And I think one of those, uh, me, therapy, and my meds help a lot for the chronic illness, thought-related depression. There's still depression to just be like, hey, girl, here, just gonna put my bag down. Just watch out, watch out. You know, it's still depression there, (laughs) but a lot of it around the chronic illness. And I think I had to start thinking about like what I could do better for myself because I'm a worker bee. I work and and it's, it's, it's a thing. I have to take care of my kids. I want to make sure that I'm doing my job as, you know, a mental health advocate, as a clinician. And just somebody who's trying to change conversations. I'm a change agent, so I got to be in the field, right? But, but I have to do things differently because I, my body, yes, and my burnout and y'all burnout ain't the same. I, I It's not the same. Nothing again, your burnout is still important. It's, it's heavy. It hits you. But when you deal with chronic pain and illness, the burnout is so intense. The physical strain and drain is so intense. And then... And then the mental the, get back up on that horse and keep riding. Because I'm like, we down here, bro. We keep getting down here. So what are you do to... What are you doing to get better at taking care of yourself? Actually giving onus to when... I am actually depressed because mm. a lot of times we don't want we want to roll over like oh no it's just it just must be a no we need to address it and nip it in the bud so it doesn't roll over into a bigger cloud and then it turns into a storm we don't want any of that no. so really actually giving mental checks to myself like am I okay asking myself that question am I okay no okay what can I do to change that asking myself the questions 
But I'm like, mm, you ask other people this question, why aren't you asking yourself? So turning inward on some of the things that I'm like, this is what I say to other people. Listen to yourself and talk to yourself. So I will sit there and be like, I am not okay. And then from there, expressing it doesn't have to be the levels of it. It doesn't have to get into the details of it, but expressing to the people who are around me that I'm in a not okay space, mm-hmm. that has been really powerful um, in turning from just maintaining to getting beyond maintaining and getting better for me. I love that. I love that because we have to check in with ourselves. and It's hard though. <laughs> it, 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 do be, it do be hard. You got to, you know me, I talk to myself in a second. It's nothing. <laughs> I, t- I, I just have conversations with myself, but I love that, the idea of acknowledging when you're depressed. And that's something that, um, I ain't just stumbling that. I ain't got no fucking sense. So I'll just tell my, but also I'll just tell people around me, I'm depressed. Like you'll be like, what's wrong? I'm depressed. <laughs> You own it? Yeah, very much so. What's going on with you, girl? Girl, I am fucking spiraling. Like, I, I just, that's just how I am. But I think for me, I had to get better with acknowledging that rest does not mean I am failing or the idea that rest may mean I'm letting someone down or some people down. I got to, okay. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Yeah, we all need to rest. And I'm not, I always joke and tell my clients, I'm like, um, did anybody die though? And I'm like, and if they did, it probably was something that happened or existed before you had any plans. So that means I ain't do it. That means my absence did not cause it. It wasn't me. So the idea of like, hey girl, you're not failing because some people are disappointed. You're okay. And I find other ways to do things. Like I've been so like body hurt and so sick and couldn't do stuff. And I've had to do like video interviews with people or send in things or push things back or just say no and be sad for a moment. But being able to sit back and say, you would have been miserable if you would have been there. You would have tried to push through it, but It would have been no good. You would have been miserable. So the idea of owning what you're feeling and being okay that how your body is feeling and how your spirit is feeling means that you need to take a step back. And you, at your best, will be able to come back at it when your body and your spirit and your mind is ready to. Yes, that alignment and balance part. So it's because... All that is going on inside of us is so out of balance as far as our pain receptors and the other things that we're like, well, okay, I mean, if pain receptors and pain is an indicator and there's nothing I can do about this, what are we doing? Why are you so loud? Let's turn this down. But at the same note, you need to know what's going on. So finding the balance between the chaos and the great feelings. And I know a lot of people are like, how are you so happy? And how are you so... And the polar opposites get heightened by what we go through. I'm like, I've had 
so many low moments mm. that this is the only way I know how to be. Like when I can have a vibrant, radiant moment, trust me, I'm a living vibrantly. Because when I'm not mm. in my right spirit and right energy, I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to bring that because I know myself. I want to bring what I want to bring. And some people will be like, oh, you know, that's toxic positivity. Nope. Nope. This is my life and this is my way. I know how much I can handle. And I know that other people don't need all that I have. Mm. For me, I'm like, I will give what I want. And mm. that is perfectly, that should be acceptable. Mm-hmm. And if I don't want to show you that I'm bawling and having spasms in a corner, then I'm not going to show you that. But know that I do have it, yes. And if you want to trust it in me and trust in my spirit and trust that this is true, then fine. Otherwise, swipe me left, please. <laughs> Save me, save me the energy of having you do. Look, if I'm not for you, baby, swipe me. It's fine. It's fine. It's Release fine. And let go with God. Like, hey. Lie con Dios. It's fine. It's fine. Like, I, I love that. Like, you know, giving what you can. I always tell people that. I'll tell you that sometimes. I tell myself that, mm-hmm. like, you got to give what's your best. If your best today is 20%, that's all you got, player. You know, but. Tomorrow, if it's 80, I love that for you. And thinking of, I don't, I always tell people, you know, that thing when we was little, adults just to say everything ain't for everybody. And I really take that to heart. Like some people don't need to have access to certain vulnerable parts of me because you don't know how to use that information. You're not going to do anything beneficial for us, our relationship, our dynamic, my well-being, my mental health, my physical health with that information. And I really don't, feel like having to explain certain parts of myself to people that aren't connected to me on that deep of a level, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I love that. I love that. So I love chatting with you. Thank you so much for coming and talking. This has been such a treat. I love this. I love you. You're amazing and wonderful. Um, Thank you so much. So tell the people where they can find more Leah, AKA LM Designs. Yes, you can find Ellen Design 8 on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. My link tree has access to me everywhere. TikTok and Twitter are where I am biggest, but you can find me in Spatial. I'm a spatial guide. I will take you through the metaverses and beyond. I will take you into over the reality, give you healing, meditative AR experiences. We do the things. So you find me wherever you need me because I'll be there. Oh, she said, what's the car? What was that? What was that? Wherever you want to be. That's what she said. <laughs> but y'all, thanks uh, for just, you know, what? I'm just thankful for Leah. She's great. She's just, um, you know, in this chronic pain, chronic endless journey for me. She's great. I'm glad that she was able to come on and have a conversation with you about her narrative. And I hope this inspires you guys to... Go to the doctor, ask questions, and really think about what you need for yourself. So, you guys, we've made it to the end of this episode. Yes, guest episodes go a little bit differently, but don't worry. Your regular format will be back with just me.
Thanks for tuning in to Vividly Speaking with Dr. Vivid. I love you. Take care of yourself. And as always, remember, you don't owe the world anything. You owe yourself everything. 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 So take care of yourself. Love yourself. And be true to yourself. All right? We out.